Hey, sis, welcome to this week's episode of Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. We're still in the holiday series because the holidays are here. And while it's tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la, sometimes life don't bring that. As we've discussed, people deal with grief, heartbreak, loss during the holidays. Not only that, some suffer from sad. No, not just being sad, seasonal affective disorder. Our days become shorter, we have less sunshine, the cold months hit in, and it can impact our mood. But sometimes moving through our mood or negative thought, that heaviness can be tough. We might be superwoman on the job and in our home, but when it comes to dealing with us, ourselves, oh yeah, we need to be poured into, and there's no better way to do that than through counseling and therapy. So today we're talking to Shantae McCrane, licensed professional counselor of LifeWorks Counseling and Consulting. As we wrap up this year with all the festivities and head into a new one, how do we get our minds on track during the holidays and beyond? Maybe you're carrying the weight of not achieving the goals that you wanted to in 2021. Or you have hesitation about the challenges coming in 22 and what you want to do. Or you just need to learn how to stop the ants, not the ones that come to the picnic. Automatic negative thoughts. We'll get into all of that and more. Shantae's goal is to always help people discover the patterns in our lives that leave us feeling stuck or overwhelmed and not just survive but thrive so let's talk reclaiming our mind during the holidays with Shantae McRae on this episode of grown woman stuff with me Julie Jones once again, it is time for Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. We're doing our holiday series, and a lot's going on during the holidays, but child, you got to reclaim your mind. And that's what we're talking about with Shantae McRae, licensed professional counselor, LifeWorks Counseling and Consulting LLC right here in Raytown, Missouri. How are you doing today, sis? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, and I so appreciate you taking time to talk to me because, Shantae, I think it's so vital so vital. We have black counselors and therapists, sis. So I got to ask, how did you decide to accept what I say is actually a calling, not just a job, to help others through counseling? You know, I never thought that this what I would be doing with my life. Um, <laughs> I was, of course, always told I talked too much when I was in class as a kid. Me and I too. Thought, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. Because I'm going to be an attorney one day and eventually I'm going to be a Supreme Court justice. So, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll pay off at some point. And then I got out of college and I had um, gotten my degree in sociology. So I started working for the children's division as a basically a case manager. And in the beginning of my career, I was a case manager for family drug court. So all of my clients were families that had children in the system due to their substance abuse. And at 22 years old, let me tell you, mm. it was eye-opening. But the thing that I walked away with that stuck with me was that women who looked just like me would always say, these counselors don't understand me. Yeah. They can't relate to me. And I need a, th I need a Black therapist. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I mean, sure. But, you know, that's not my thing. So hopefully we can get you one. And there were a few out there, some who are still around and that I look to for guidance. But eventually... I recognized that I was there for a reason and I was there mm -hmm. because I started to be that person who was listening and unofficially counseling. Yeah. Um, and as I had gone out through my, throughout my career, you know, I, I tell people all the time I tried to run away from it, but I do believe that this is in fact what God has called me to do and has in, equipped me to be able to service people in our community who look just like me. And so mm -hmm. I counted a blessing to be able to do it. It's tough work, but yeah. I absolutely believe that I have been prepared to do the work that I'm doing. That is an amazing story. Now, yeah. Shantae, what are some of the issues that you focus on when it comes to counseling people to get unstuck, to get out of being overwhelmed and live a better life for themselves? 
You know, the one thing that I talk to a lot of my clients about is just acceptance. And when I say that word, I think a lot of people struggle with it because they're saying, well, if this isn't working for me, then why do I need to accept it? And my answer is typically, well, you can't do anything about something that something you are not willing to acknowledge or unable to acknowledge. And so even when we're dealing with our own struggles, I mean, the reality of it is I already told you, like, um, I was always told I talk too much. And, you know, I was raised as an only child. So some people in my family would might say I'm a bit selfish. <laughs> but I say, you know what, when it comes to self-care. Right. Sometimes I have to be a little bit selfish. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we have those things about ourselves that we don't like very much, that we are not necessarily proud of. But yeah. you have to be willing to accept who you are and where you are mm. before you can even decide to make a change. I'm not saying accept it and condone it. I'm saying accept it as your reality. Then you can start to take the steps in order to change that thing if, in fact, that's what you desire to do. And then, Shantae, do people, I feel like, and even I've made goals for changes sometimes, mm -hmm. and the end result, you're looking towards the end, the vision, you wrote the vision, you made it plain. It looks so overwhelming, like there's so much to do. If we feel like we can't get it done or we don't have the, the resources of time or even sometimes talent, let's be real, or whatever it may be, then we get back into that place of, nope, not doing it at all. How do we come out of that? Is it about accepting the fact that maybe we're fearful or we don't have everything it takes and we just got to learn along the way? Well, I think there are a couple of things that you have to keep in mind. I tell people all the time, how can you ever imagine seeing yourself at the end result if you can't figure out what the next step is? And so you have to be able to go through the journey but recognize the progress in that. There were times where I was extremely frustrated and stressed out <laughs> mm -hmm. going through the process of getting to where I am today. But I would often step back and say, well, you know what? A couple of years ago, I was struggling with this. And even if that was just, you know, learning the t particular tools that I needed to become an effective therapist, mm -hmm. but then also recognizing that as you are taking those steps, it's getting you one step closer. We always want to say, oh, you know, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be this. I want to be that. Well, you need to start somewhere. And if, in fact, you can't make a thousand dollars, then that's a problem. It's going to be a long time before you can be a millionaire. Okay. So you really have to recognize the value in where you are and enjoy the journey, being able to kind of pull those things to say, I'm one step closer to getting to where I want to be. Mm, I love it. Take those small steps and accept where you are. Now, sis, some of yes. us especially when it comes to counseling, you know us, uh, us melanated people too, girl. We yes. have the public version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And do you find that some people can't bring that into the counselor's office? Because I think you have to be truthful if with anybody, if you're going to be truthful with the Lord, next step is he was like, make sure you talk to your therapist and tell her what you got going on, baby. <laughs> I love it. You know what? It is very difficult at times. And again, mm -hmm. I'm going back to that word acceptance. I say, I am... I am a lot of things. I am a therapist. I'm a mother. Um, I can be, you know, I can have road rage one day if somebody cuts <laughs> me off. I can be extremely stubborn at times. I can be a little bit selfish. I can also be a servant. And so we are so many things. And oftentimes we are taught to show this image, show this perception of who we are, when in fact, 
it's not really who we are. And so being able, again, to accept who you are mm -hmm. and being able to be okay with that, that's how you show up as your best self. I am abs I have absolutely no problem saying today, I'm great, I'm pulled together, and tomorrow, maybe yeah. I'm struggling. But at the end of the day, I'm still the same person. And that doesn't make me any less than because I go through something. And I think it's tough for us at times to show that level of vulnerability, but you have to be able to accept where you are in order to be able to do the things to work towards the person you want to become so you can show up as your authentic self. Mm, and I think sometimes, Shantae, and maybe I'm just preaching to the choir, that fear <laughs> of really recognizing that you're mm -hmm. not okay and these issues are here, I am who I am, but you yeah. got this struggle, might help us to either avoid talking about it, the hard part, or, or therapy. And we could really miss out on an opportunity if we don't sit down. Absolutely. You know, our our community, um, people of color, we've had to be strong. We, we have not had a choice historically and generationally. And so when I think about some of the clients that I work with, and I think about my own life, in fact, it is you have to show up as your best self. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that is not always where we are mentally. And so being able to accept that everyone needs help with something at some point and also recognizing there is strength in vulnerability. You have to be able to tap into what it is that you're feeling, what's going on with you, so you can make an effort to change it. It is, like I said, something that has been historical and generational mm. in communities of color that we've had to be that way. But we are also now preparing the next generation. And so I have three sons and I have absolutely no problem saying, you all right? All right. As my son after football, did you cry? He's like, mama, <laughs> honey, it's okay if yeah. you cry. <laughs> and so we're having those very con candid conversations about feelings because it's important that we recognize where we are so we can do what we need to do in order to be our most healthy self. As you speak about generational, a word came to my mind, Shantae, trauma, because what yes. role does trauma play in our wellness and how can therapy help us to recognize, you know, we grow up seeing some things around us. You may not think that was traumatizing, mm -hmm. but really, no, it's impacted you. Absolutely. I mean, trauma is, in fact, um, obviously an event or something that's happened to you over your lifetime. When people think of trauma, you know, a lot of times PTSD, post-traumatic stress comes to mind because that's more widely accepted when you think about mm -hmm. veterans and things like that. But community violence in itself is trauma. Domestic violence is trauma. Child abuse is trauma. Some of the things that, you know, again, we've seen around um, in our own community and trauma changes the brain. It literally changes the way that you respond to things. And so it's very important that we, first of all, be able to recognize that we have in fact been traumatized. And having done this work for a long time, that is one of the struggles that I see in our mm. community is that we are unwilling or sometimes just uh, you know, unable to accept the fact that we have in fact been traumatized and therefore need to take a step in order to get some additional help. We normalize some of these behaviors and as a result we don't always get what we need oh man that is so powerful and with the holiday season some people mm -hmm. are going back to that place of trauma so it's so important we talk about it and Shantae I noticed that you speak of two methodologies that some have heard of but might not be familiar with cognitive behavioral therapy and positive mm -hmm. psychology uh, what mm -hmm. are they and how effective are they when helping people through their trauma or whatever ails them at that time 
cognitive behavioral therapy and positive psychology, although they're both very different, um, they do have some very similar components. And one of the things that is similar about the both of them is that they deal with your thoughts and they deal with, mm -hmm. in fact, how you think about things and as a result, how they show up in your life. And so a lot of times with cognitive behavioral therapy, what I will do, and this is the simplest way to explain it, when you are triggered you naturally have a thought process that comes as a result of that. Mm -hmm. And so I always give the example of road rage. I've, I've had, you know, been involved in a couple of car accidents. And so anytime someone is driving erratically around me, I typically have this, a lot of thoughts just run through my brain. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, what's going to happen? Are they going to get my, hit my car? And I'm already thinking those things. But when I'm thinking those things, I'm also having an emotional reaction. I'm frustrated. I am anxious. So all mm. these things are going on. And so cognitive behavioral therapy basically says you think it and then it shows up for mm. you in other ways. So in your emotions and also in your actions. So you've got to be very careful that when you think those things, if they are irrational thoughts, you're able to work through them and get to a more productive thought process. And so that's what cognitive behavioral therapy is about. And when I say positive psychology is very similar, Obviously, it is those thoughts that you are having, that you are acknowledging that they have to be productive and positive at times in order for you, you to be able to see those things come to pass. And so those two things are very important to me because I believe those things. And some of those things I've, I was taught, of course, way before I even became a therapist. And so those two, two methodologies really resonate with me and I use them a lot with, both, with my clients. And I met you at Black Women Get Fit. I'm so mad I don't have my notes with me right now. But you <laughs> did have so much to say on how our negative thinking, our self-talk, how it impacts us. And I've heard the phrase, ants, you know, the automatic negative thoughts. As yes. we embark upon the holiday season, the pressure to start the whole new year, new me, what you doing? Mm -hmm. Live my best life, hashtag. <laughs> yeah. What role does our thinking play and how can we correct some of the stuff that runs through our head? Because, girl, we can't reclaim our mind with all that going on. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? It's tough because I, I don't know if you remember this specifically, but in that presentation, I've talked about how those automatic negative thoughts at times have been there for so long. When you mm -hmm. have an experience as a child and there's something that doesn't sit well with you or even something that makes you feel really good, that thing sticks with you. It's like you have an experience with your grandmother and she says one of, says one of those phrases that you never forget, right? Mm -hmm. But you carry that into adulthood. So sometimes we have experience in our childhood and throughout our life that cause us also to have those negative thoughts. So they can be very powerful and in fact can cause us to kind of go down that rabbit hole of that negative thinking. And so in order to be able to recognize, to do something about that, you got to recognize that they're there. You have to acknowledge them. And I think a lot of times people are like, I don't want to think about it. I'm just going to push that to the side. Well, if you're just pushing it to the side, you're not getting rid of it. So what you need to be able to do is acknowledge that thought. And then you want to be able to dispute that thought. So if it says, oh, well, you're never going to do this. Well, actually, I'm almost there because I've started to work on this part. Well, actually, I've in fact done it before. Now, maybe it's a little bit harder because, you know, I've gotten older. And so you want to be able to dispute that thought because then you want to come up with a more rational thought. And maybe that is, you know what? It's difficult for me right now, mm -hmm. but if I work at it, I can eventually get there. So being able to acknowledge those thoughts, but also to combat them with some facts and some more realistic views of where you are in your journey. 
And combating the thoughts, I think it is so key what you combat it with, because sometimes you can be have that hard truth with yourself. Like you can really be, yes, I'm in this space. Yes, I've done this. But then those automatic negative thoughts go back to, you know, what you lack. Well, what happened last time? Mm -hmm. This, that, and the third. So once yeah. we go down that rabbit hole, Shantae, how do we dig ourselves out of that pit? Because it's tricky. Well, it's tough. And it is tough to do alone. <laughs> yeah. It is. I mean, when I talk to people about this in therapy and a lot of times I see people and, you know, it's one of those things where obviously there's a level of confidentiality, but I don't know if it's because I'm so relatable or what, but I see people all the time and they're like, hey, and I'm like, oh, hi, <laughs> you know, not wanting people, of course, to know that we work together because of confidentiality. Right. But the thing that people will say all the time is that I think about things very differently. And that's the key. So when you talk about going back down that rabbit hole, because those thoughts can be overwhelming. Yes. If in fact, that's not something you are able to do on your own, maybe you should seek counseling. And I think a lot of people automatically assume that if I'm going to counseling, something is wrong. That's not true at all. You can go to counseling because you decide that you want to make a change in your life and you just, in fact, need help in order to be able to mm -hmm. do that. Or you can go to counseling because you're going through something, not necessarily because something is inherently wrong yeah. with you. So if you can't bring yourself to dispute those thoughts, combat them and get to a more productive thought process, then I think it's important that you reach out and see someone. Yes, because sometimes, I mean, I believe that prayer can change things, but sometimes you can't sure. just pray that away. You have to, faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. Some that work, mm -hmm. maybe, Shantae, hey girl, I need you. You know what? I always say therapy works when you do. I think, mm, you know, a lot of powerful. people will come in and, I, you know, I'm like, uh, some days I think I'm so wonderful and some days not. You know, everybody has their days. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, therapy doesn't end when you walk out the door. You have to be willing to do something. You've got to be willing to confront that thing. You've Sometimes it's your own thinking. You've got to be willing yeah. to confront that and do some things different in order so you can see a difference in your life. This is just a part of the process. This is not going to fix it. And if, in fact, you want therapy to work, you've got to be willing to do something when you leave here. And I think, Shantae, when people think about issues that they might go to counseling for, it could be depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. perhaps to find out why your mind can't be settled. Is it ADHD? They go to, I must need medicine. I I've mm -hmm. heard somebody say this to me. Now, I am pro-medication if it's needed. But let's clear it up. Is it always a necessity? Is, is it sometimes more or less what we discuss, just a behavioral change? It can very much be a behavioral change. But of course, as you stated, sometimes you need medication. And I tell clients all the time, you know, it's okay to come here and we have a conversation and we do some assessments and kind of figure out what's going on. But if in fact, I recommend that you go to a doctor or a psychiatrist of some sort, then that that's because you potentially need medication. And of course, I don't, I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't um, make that um, recommendation. I would of course have to refer out. But there are some situations, like I said, if you're coming because you are wanting to make some specific changes in your life, if you are struggling with the way that you think about things, yes. those are things that we can do in what we call psychotherapy, that is just talk therapy, to allow for you to have some more tools to support you on that journey. And it is a matter of changing your thinking at times. Again, if you need additional support and there's something else going on, maybe other types of diagnoses mm -hmm. or things that, you know, maybe 
maybe some trauma from your past, then you might need to get some additional support. But I always say every person is different. What works for one doesn't necessarily work yeah. for another. So yeah. it's important that if, in fact, you are looking for a counselor, you need to make sure that it is someone who recognizes that everyone's different and, and mm -hmm. you, you can't have a cookie cutter approach. Mm, that's so good to know. That's so good. And with the holidays, let's talk more about the holiday blues because it's yes. a real thing. You know, you have seasonal affective disorder, season changes, our mood mm -hmm. changes, depression can move in. Explain that more in its reality, how it impacts people, especially after the crazy year and a half, almost two years we've had in the midst of COVID. Yes, seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression. And obviously, like you said, it's related to the changing of the seasons. Typically, the onset is around about this time of year when it's getting dark earlier, it's colder outside, and it can continue through the winter months. There, there have been cases where, in fact, it can be the opposite. And so it can start in the spring and then it can kind of end around the end of summer. But more times than not, it is fall, winter. Um, obviously, some of the symptoms are feeling depressed, losing interest in activities that you once enjoyed, having really low energy, just feeling sluggish or irritated, feeling hopeless and worthless. And in really severe cases, you know, you can have changes to your appetite where you're not eating or you're overeating and in fact having thoughts of death or suicide. Mm. And so a lot of people will say things like, oh, this time of year. And you know what? I'm one of those people because I just don't like cold weather. <laughs> I don't need the chair. Yeah, but we're talking about it going to a deeper level, mm -hmm. level where if in fact you've suffered from depression before, but then some people who don't generally suffer from depression will find that this time of year is really tough for them. And so when you recognize some of those symptoms in, in a combination of them, and if it goes on for more than a few days, if it goes on for weeks at a time, then in fact, you might want to reach out and see a counselor or see a doctor to find out if that's what's going on. Absolutely. And right now, our therapist counselors, I know you booked and busy because <laughs> it, it, which that means that more people are stepping up and realizing that counseling yeah. and therapy is needed. So mm -hmm. and I think Shantae during the pandemic, I think more and more people saw the need for therapy and counseling and perhaps issues that were already there. Just the pandemic and being under lockdown made it prevalent. Absolutely. And I, you know, I went, I went full time on my own in May of 2019. Previously, I was working um, for a couple of different agencies and doing private practice part time. And I could not imagine the amount of referrals mm. that I have gotten yeah. over the past couple of years. Obviously, with the pandemic, it is it is something that, you know, we could have never imagined. But there is a part of me that always tries to see the value in anything that I do. And that is the thing that I've recognized is that people are reaching out for help. And mm -hmm. as as hard as that is at times, you know, things that people come with, I recognize that there is a need. And finally, people are being are willing yeah. to say, I need help. And so I do not I do not take it lightly that I'm in this position to be able to help people. But definitely the referrals have gone up and everybody is looking for support. And so I just I hope that, you know, even after things start to settle down a little bit more, you know, mm -hmm. that therapy will be 
will start to become one of those things that if if in fact you think you have the flu, you're going to go to the doctor. If you think you have something going on with your blood pressure or you have some sort of ache or pain, you're going to go to the doctor. And I don't see it any different than medical health, that if in fact there is something going on with you mentally or emotionally, it is critical that you reach out if you need that support. Oh, you absolutely should. And I was reading one of your Instagram posts and I thought about this because you posted about stillness, the role of stillness in our life. Um, mm -hmm. For us to have a better outlook, mindset, gain, uh, gain clarity. Yes, therapy and counseling is good. But mm -hmm. let's talk for a minute, Shantae, the issue of stillness, because I think we miss that with our superwoman capes and we trying to do it all and hashtag living my best life. Sometimes you just need to be still and that'll really mm -hmm. help you get focused in. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> my youngest son will knock on my door. Like if I don't respond, I'm like, well, you're not, I'm thinking to myself, he's not crying. I mean, you know, <laughs> his daddy's downstairs. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Is it me time? Yes, sir. It is. And so <laughs> it's one of those things where my family, that was something that I had to recognize. Again, you said, put on the superwoman cape, you know, be a strong black woman. You have to be this, yeah. you have to be involved in everything. And so in my own personal journey, and obviously in the work that I've done, I found that it is so important that we stop, that we stop, we listen to our bodies, we do what we need to do to take care of our bodies, we plan that time for us to stop, because if we don't plan it, it doesn't happen. Um, I, in fact, talk about just checking in with yourself several times a day, wake up in the morning and say, okay, what's going on with me? How am I feeling? Am I good? Am I, am I up and ready to go? Or do I need a minute? Am I struggling with some things that maybe occurred over the past few days or things that are coming? Am I starting to feel anxious and think about these things that you've got to stop and just take a second to figure out where you are. And if in fact you need to do something about it, that's your time to do it. I tell people all the time, I will cut this light off in this office, sit on that sofa, put my head back <laughs> and maybe for an hour, I just need quiet. I need stillness because I need to take some deep breaths. I need to decompress so I can be at my very best, not only for myself, but for my clients that are coming in. So to all those super women out there, it's okay. It's okay to stop. It's okay to say no. It's okay to check on you before you take care of anyone else. And I think that's something that we don't do enough. Right. This, is a, this is a productivity driven society, society that we live in. And we are under the impression that if we're not busy, then we are lazy or we are not right. being productive. And that's a bad thing. Sometimes my most productive time is when I'm is when I'm still because I'm able to tap into what's going on with me so that I can work through it and be able to be better as I move forward. Instead of always hustling, you know, we have a lot of hustlers mentalities. Yeah. Gotta get my hustle yes, on. Yes, yes. Even the Bible talk about <laughs> go to bed. You know, he God gives his beloved sleep. So I'm laying yes. here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we have the holidays, Shantae, the mm -hmm. new year. That means a lot of thoughts can go through our heads, a lot of emotions, particularly if we're dealing with a tough life situation or we're entering a new season. What would you say to sisters listening right now about dealing with what is and then moving forward in 2022? You know what? Acceptance. I'm going to, I mean, look, I'm just going to keep on the A it. word. Okay. The A <laughs> word. You just have to accept where you are. Maybe you are dealing with some grief around this time. Maybe financially you are not necessarily where you want to be. Maybe you have not reached your goal in terms of your career, but being able to be accepting of where you are, 
allows for you to then say, okay, if I don't want to continue to be in this place, Mm -hmm. how do I start to move forward? And then you start with the plan. It is, you know, this is a time of year where what's it, what is it supposed to be the most wonderful time of year? Well, everyone doesn't see it in that way. So everyone has their own struggles, but you have to be able to stop and recognize what what it is that's going on with you, but also what you can do to move forward. Again, you've got to be honest about your feelings. You've got to be honest about your finances. If you if you need support, reach out. I mean, there are so many, you know, like we talked about people reaching out for therapy. So people reaching out for therapy, but also there are life coaches and people who will, you know, maybe not in a clinical setting, but they will be able to help you to move forward on some of those goals. And it is a, it's a process that doesn't just start on January 1st. Right. (laughs) So if you're already having those thoughts right now, plan ahead. Don't wait until January to make that resolution. Start working on some things now and think about how much closer you'll be if you start now, as opposed to waiting till January 1st. I love it. Shantae McCray, licensed professional counselor, LifeWorks Counseling and Consulting in Raytown, Missouri. How can people keep up with you, Shantae? Well, okay. Now you mentioned my social media. So, you know, I am, let's just say I'm a little <laughs> older than a lot of people that are on social media, but anyway, Girl, so I, I do have, you good. I do you have good. social media pages, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, like I said, I'm in Raytown, Missouri. I do have a website um, and my website is just life's work CC. And so that's L I F as in Frank E S as in Sam work W O R K C C as in counseling and consulting and that's lifesworkcc.com our phone number here is 816-886-5040 and we do also have an instagram page a twitter page and a facebook page so i welcome any calls um i am in fact not taking referrals right now we do have a waiting list and Mm -hmm. i do have several other therapists that work here so we will do our very best to get you hooked up if you are in need of support and sometimes people just want to ask questions and as busy as i am I always try to stop and make time for that because I recognize people are really struggling right now. So again, you can you can you know, look at the website, you can go on social media, or you can send an email if that if that mm-hmm. feels more comfortable with you. That's perfectly fine. But Julie, I appreciate this time today. Yeah. Um, you know, I always welcome the opportunity to do things in the community. I, yes, I sit love in this seat sometimes and I'm like, I gotta get out of here. But you know what? It's only because I know there are so many more people that need support, not just the ones that come in here. So thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for answering the call and the work that you do. We're going to reclaim our mind and we're going to practice the A-word acceptance. Thank you, Shantae McCray. (laughs) I look forward to talking to you again, sis. All right. Thank you so much. Sis, that spoke to my whole soul. I love Shantae's story, why she got into therapy and counseling and helping others. And I'm not going to lie, sis helped me out, okay? I like talking to therapists on this podcast because low-key... I feel like it's kind of my own little personal counseling session because I believe in talking through situations and being transparent. And we have to have a safe space to do so. That's why I encourage therapy and counseling. If you need it, reach out and get it because it can make a difference. 
And of course, December Seasonal Depression Awareness Month. So I'm so glad Shantae and I got to discuss that and also channeling our thoughts to be more positive so we don't get stuck in a rut of stinking thinking. It takes some work, but we can do it if we're equipped with all the tools necessary. So I hope you glean something as well and enjoy the rest of your holiday season and use some of these gems as you push forward in 2022. Next week, we are talking money, honey. Yes, got to get those coins right. Your budgeting during the holidays, how to prepare for what you need for 2022. So I'm so excited for next week's guest. Not going to tell you yet. You got to join me as we continue the holiday series and Grown Woman Stuff with me, Julie Jones. I love you, sis. I hope you have a wonderful, blessed holiday season and an even greater 2022. I'll talk to you next week. And don't forget to check me out weekdays, 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. on KPRS Hot 103 Jams and KPRS.com. Music, Alpha Music Library, Property, Carter Broadcast Group.